This episode contains references to mental health and a personal experience in a psychiatric ward. If you or someone you know needs help, contact Lifeline on 131114. Hi, I'm Anita Annabelle and you're listening to The Good Chat, a podcast with honest conversations all in the name of, well, a good chat. It was so bad what happened to me that was either end my life or just like live life. One of the biggest things I think I've learned doing from my life is life, life's about giving. It's about giving back. For a while there, we were compared to like the Hilton sisters, which is hilarious when you saw us skateboarding up at Cronulla barefoot. Bruno Boucher is not only the list king, but he is also Kyle Sanderland's right-hand man. And on today's episode, I chatted with the former executive producer of the Kyle and Jackie O show, and he had me laughing from start to finish. He's hilarious, he's clever, and he's a little bit of a nudist, and his stories are not one to be missed. There were all these people that just volunteered, that just turned up to the house and were like, how can we help, what can we do? Um, and mum and dad were like, oh, well, can you, can you help dry the photos from this photo album. And in this photo album were the most horrendous and hardcore and and graphic photos. Outwardly, Bruno, who I've had the pleasure of knowing for over five years, is confident, he's funny and charming. So it was actually a surprise to me that he suffers from mental health issues, which has seemed him hospitalized over 15 times. Since I was about 21, I've been sort of like uh, in and out of um, like psychiatric hospitals and rehab places more times than I can remember. Like if I had to pick a number, it'd probably be anywhere between 15 to 20 times. Um, and, and, and that's for, you know, a variety of length of time. Just a quick note before we begin. All experiences and opinions regarding the topic of mental health are our own. And we are aware that it may differ for many others. So, without further ado, let me introduce to you Bruno Boucher. I feel like us talking right this second deserves like a clap or a slow clap because it took us so long to get to this point. This yeah, I love like former radio people and we're just like, I don't know, I can hear you. You can't hear me? What? Like, and it's also, it's also such a typical radio thing to be like, well, it can't be me. It's got to be you. <laughs> like like I, 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 could, I could murder the technicians <laughs> when they say... No, no, you know, it's all, it's all perfect at our end. It's like, cool, that's helpful. Bruno, I'm so happy to have you on this podcast. Oh, no, thanks so much for asking me on. I'm so pumped to be here. It's been ages since, um, since we've spoken. I know. We usually do a lot of the Instagram texting, don't we? we yes. Haven't, we haven't really seen each other since... I actually don't think we saw each other since Stan event. Yeah, I two think Stan... Ago. Two years ago may have been the last time. But I think that's literally the last event that I went to because I've always admired you're very, very social. You're very good at networking. You know, you're always out and about. I look at your Insta. You're at like six events a night just having this this wonderful time. Um, you know, me, meanwhile, me just going to my letterbox is like a really big deal. Yeah, but you're a dad. You've got two kids. I am living the single life, L-Y-F-E. Yeah. Is that fun? <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you enjoy it? Oh, look, you know, 
Yes and no. Yes, because I can still go out and live the single life and no, because sometimes I just want to get on my couch and like chill out with somebody and watch Netflix, you know? Anyway, let's get on with this amazing chat that we've got that you have no idea how amazing it's going to be. But I just wanted to start off by saying I need to tell you about the first time I met you. Oh, yeah? I remember starting my first day at Kiss 106.5 and... (laughs) I think we must have done a crossover because I was at the Thinker Girls, which was the afternoon shift. You were obviously Kyle and Jackie O. And um, when I first met you, you were walking around the office and I'm pretty sure they were AirPods before they were cool. Um, And you were walking around the office like in this really big conversation, your big arms going everywhere. And like you were talking about who knows what being the EP of Kyle and Jackie O. And I was so intimidated by you because you were like the Bruno. Like the Bruno of Kyle and Jackie O. Oh, how funny. Can, can I tell you, I've had a few people now mention that like, you know, uh, I, I come off as, as a bit intimidating and scary. And I'm like, you have no idea. Like I'm the biggest fucking piece of shit. Oh, sorry. Are we allowed to swear on your thing? You or? can swear, mate. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Like, like, you know, like I'll be catching a train and I'll apologize if, if I get too close to someone or whatever. Like I, I'm, I'm, I think, you know what I think it is? I think it's having no hair and a deep voice and being somewhat tall that, that makes people feel like, geez, he might, you know, he might be a meth addict or, or there's something going on. I, th- I think that's what I give off. But no, no, I'm sorry for, uh, for, for, for intimidating you. No. But, 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 but yeah, no, my first impression of, of, of you was, you know, you're a very uh, diligent worker with, with the Thinker Girls. You're, you know, hashtag Team Thinker Girls, killing it. And, um, and, and like everyone in the office seemed to like you straight away, which I was kind of like, you know, because when, when you work like with Kyle and Jack, there's very much a scene that goes along with yeah. working with it you know like totally. there's, a, there's a really big kind of social scene social pecking order and I was very open about the fact that like I'm the bully right like but I'm saying it in a tongue-in-cheek way but like I'm I'm the bully like you know all the jokes that happen in the office they've got to go through me yeah obviously um, and uh and I you know so so I was kind of like hmm like has How's this? How's this girl gotten like everyone on side so quickly? Like, what's what's going on? So I was very, I was very intrigued at first, and it took took me a while to kind of to to, to get to the bottom of it and get to the answer, which was, oh, she's a nice person. That must I be am a nice that person. that must be why people. Uh, liked you because you were a nice person. You see, you That's weren't so you nice. weren't running any carny schemes or anything like that. You were just you're just a good person. Who'd have thought? Be nice, you know, get to your places in this. Isn't world. that such a shock? And do you know, one day you and I wore matching outfits. I remember you were wearing a um, black and white checkered. Um, shirt and I was wearing a black and white checkered dress and I think I was like oh my god I'm so cool I'm matching Bruno can I tell you 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 should well yeah 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 I do and I remember thinking that um, you should only be you should only wear uh, uh, you know stripes if you're French if if anyone else wears stripes uh, that's cultural appropriation and you shouldn't do it that's like that's the one thing that uh, us french people should have to ourselves well look there was checkered so you really clearly don't remember this oh fuck so <laughs> Checkered? Was I wearing checks? It was like a um, oh, what's that called? Like a lumberjack shirt. Somebody help me out. It came you know? up. It came up. Button up. It could have been a came up button up. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> you know, now that I know you, it probably was a came up button up. But back then, I would have been like, is this from like some fancy re- like fancy restaurant? Oh my is god! Is this from a fancy <laughs> yeah fancy <laughs> French yeah, restaurant? Yeah, I walked into a restaurant and I said, <laughs> um, your tablecloth, turn it into a shirt immediately. 
<laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> you were the king, basically, of the Carl and Jackie O radio show. Like, what was that like? Um, well, I, I, I guess that um, from a young age, like, I loved radio. You know, I was the kid in, in, in high school that... Um, uh, that had like his own uh, radio show uh, on community radio on the weekend. So I was always a bit of a radio geek. And I'd said to myself, well, look, I want to work with uh, one of two shows, right? I either want to work uh, with John Laws or I want to work with Kyle and Jackie O. And, um, you know, as, as, as fate would, would have it, uh, when I was 22 or whatever, I, I got... Um, uh, got offered the job of the uh, guest booker for Kyle and Jack and, um, you know, I just jumped at the opportunity. And actually, funnily enough, for the first six months that I worked on that show, Kyle and Jackie, like, hated me. They wanted to get rid of me. <laughs> um, they banned me from talking to them or from entering the studio. Um, they They just despised me. But it's also because I came off, like... I, like I was just very weird and 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 odd and it just really didn't work out. I, but uh, anyway, after a Hang while, on. I sorted it all out. Sorry, were you not allowed to look them in the face? Uh, no, I was allowed to look them in the face, but only from outside the studio. Oh, you weren't allowed to just walk in and and talk to them. I I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so how did you go from that to then working your way up to being their EP? Um. Well, you know, I put in my time as a um, as sort of like a run-of-the-mill uh, producer on the show. Um, I, I ended up getting fired um, at, at Today FM. So, you know, I went off and, and did sort of work a corporate job um, in, in Tokyo. And then the opportunity arose to uh, come back and that was it. You know, I jumped on it and, and I, I guess that time heals all wounds and it was all good. Working back at KISS, you know, a lot of people often ask me about Kyle and I never, look, to be honest, I never really had a lot to do with him, but I just always say he's so nice. Like he's the biggest marshmallow. He literally will give you the clothes off his back. He is the nicest guy. Yeah, and it's kind of funny because there are a lot of celebrities um, that I'm sure you and I have both met, who uh, their public persona is fantastic. You know, they're, 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 they're really funny and warm. But when you meet them, you're like, oh, my God, you're actually an evil person. Like, you, yeah, you you're are, massive tool. Yeah, like, yeah. you are not nice. Whilst I think uh, Kyle is the exact opposite. And Kyle actually kind of thrives on people at first being like, oh, it's, you know, oh, he's going to yell at me or something like that. Um, but then I think he gets a kick uh, out of when people are like, oh, you're, you're, you're nice. What was the craziest stunt that you and the team ever had to pull? Yeah, uh, let me think. The craziest stunt. Well, you know, there's, there's a stunt that we did, and to this day we don't really know why we did it. Like, it was just an odd one. And it was to do with uh, intern Pete, right? And oh God. what what we wanted to do was to have, and we did this, we had Kyle and Jack dress up as French artists. So they had berets and fake moustaches. And, and they got intern Pete to hop up on a table and pull his pants down. And <laughs> Kyle and Jack held like, you know, those painters kind of thing where they have all the different colours, whatever they call that. Um, and they had hot sauce and they put their paintbrushes in the hot sauce and they painted his rectum with hot sauce. And we did that on the air and we had like really classy French jazz music playing whilst they did it. And like, you know, we all had a laugh out of it. And then afterwards we were like, hang on, 
Why did we do that, number one? Number two, we're on radio, so it didn't really make sense to do that. And number three, like, that really could have... That really could have hurt hurt his anus. So I don't know. To this, like, I I feel that it's so crazy because it just doesn't make sense. There was no there was no reason to do that. And I remember um, our boss, DB, telling me telling me, oh wow, just so you know, um, uh, my my wife called me and said that that was the most horrific segment she'd ever heard on radio in her life. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, 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 I'll, okay, yep, I'll, I'll accept that. How on earth? He's such an intelligent guy. So sorry for the myth being busted at everybody. Mm. He's actually the most intelligent human. How do you say, Pete, you're going to be naked and we're going to paint your ass with hot sauce? Like The way how? that you just said it is the way that you say it. Like, you just nail it. That's how you do it. You go, hey, Pete, tomorrow... You're going to take your pants down. We're going to paint your ass with hot sauce. And he's like, yeah, yeah, cool, cool, cool. You know, like he's a team player. He's, he's, he is a team player. Like, we love you, in Pete. In fact, I think, that, I think that intern Pete, in fact, I know that intern Pete is the longest serving, uh, like, non-host uh, yeah. to, to work with, with, with Kyle and Jack. There's no yeah. one that's uh, been there for as long as he has. And that's because um, he's, he's a team player. And even though in the back of his mind, he might be like, ooh, you know, it might be a bit embarrassing or it might hurt my rectum. He's like, you know what? If the team, if Kyle and Jack want this to go to air, then, then I'll do it. I thought you were going to say it hurt my reputation, but you said rectum. So. Oh, repu- no, can I tell you? <laughs> the words uh, intern Pete and reputation just do not go <laughs> in the same sentence. God, yeah, I love the guy, but come on. When you came back, how long were you working with them for? Oh, well, first time around was maybe three or four years and second time around was three years. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. so you were EP for three years. Uh, EP for two. I was, oh, uh, for two. There was another title when I first joined, like, creative manager or something like that. <laughs> Just make it up. Yeah, you no, know, you we'll know how people have these roles. They'll send you an email and you'll look at their signature and it'll be like, oh, creative uh, synergy uh, something or other. And you're like, but what do you actually do? Like, what? Yeah. yeah, but what did you do? I don't know. I came up with segments like that, I guess. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so in 2018, you decided to leave, which was a, a shock to me. When you decided to leave, what was the big decision? I, I kind of felt like I was getting to a point where uh, I wouldn't be able to be... Uh, but because basically, you know, it works on like two or three year contracts. I was coming to the end of my contract um, and I was umming and ahhing about signing on for another two or three years. And, and I sort of had this really honest self-reflection where I was like, I, I, don't, I don't think I can uh, be as good as I was in the previous years. And so that being the case, you know, I was like, well, the decision's then been made that... Um, I should, I should do something else because I see a lot of people that have these great gigs but where I kind of think you, you, you're calling it in, you know, like you've got, you've got this great gig and I don't think that you're doing anything remarkable with it. And, and I don't know, I've always felt like if you can't give 100% of yourself to a gig, then you should give it to someone else. And so that's kind of, that's kind of where, where, where I was at with it. I, I, Perhaps I'd, I'd run a bit, like I'd run out of energy. Perhaps, uh, you know, the mental health stuff was, was, was starting to creep. Like, whatever it was, yeah, I, I, I just felt like, 
No, I, I, I don't think I can nail it as much as I did in the past, and that's that. From the outside, when we look in at a job that you have, for instance, and I get this a lot with my job, people look in and they just go, oh my God, I need your job, it's so amazing, like you're always out doing events, you're talking to amazing people and blah, blah. And yes, all of those things, but it's actually a bloody hard slog. Yeah. And when, you know, the passion and everything, and, and you, are, you are very much like me, you know, the European, you, you put all that passion into what you've got. And if you don't have that anymore, I can completely understand why you would start to, you know, to, to not want to do it anymore. Yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly it. Yeah. And, 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 and it's very true because in my mind, uh, either, either I'm the best producer in Australia or I don't be a producer at all. You, you yeah. know, it's, 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 it's like that. And I think um, my big thing as well was uh, when, when, I, when I stopped feeling like I was growing and learning, mm. I was like, time to do something else. But meanwhile, yeah. you know, it's funny because I'm, I'm, I'm married um, to uh, uh, Laura and Laura's been a producer. Laura, how many years? Since 2007, yeah, but how many? I'm bad at maths. How many years is that, but? Fourteen. Fourteen. All right. So, 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 Laura's been a producer for 14 years, and yet she's been able to work at this top level of being the EP of like Jonesy and Amanda, and currently the EP at Triple M, and 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 she's just been able to kill it for that amount of time. And meanwhile, mm. Laura's won more like radio awards than I have, so she's better than me. Um, but she doesn't have this weird obsession where I'm like you, you know so 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 I it, it's just two different personality types where there's like the sprinter and the marathon runner I guess I think the thing that shocked me the most when you all of a sudden had resigned was the fact that you just won your Acra award you just won best producer in the country the year yes, before yes yeah yeah that's right yeah and and if, if anything for me that was kind of like a bit of a turning point where I was like Ah, okay. Uh, got it. What's next? Like, you know, what, what, like, what was I going to be the guy that, you know, is a, is a finalist every year and sometimes wins it and sometimes doesn't? Or, you know, like, what, what am I going to do? So, yeah. yeah, it's one of those things. Uh, I worked as hard as I could. I did a great job and, and, you did. and I'm out. Yep. Yeah, see ya. So the early mornings and the drive in, because you weren't anywhere near Macquarie, I mean, you were, how many, how long was the drive in in the mornings? Uh, a little over an hour. Yeah. So, I mean, I can't even imagine that would have, would have been healthy for you. And, and, and you did touch on this before, like with your mental health, like how did that kind of stuff affect you? Um, well, you know, it, it is one of those, those things, and I know that it sounds so hack, but it's one of those things where if you're not sleeping well, if you're not eating well, um, your mental health will suffer. There's just no, mm. no, no two ways about it. It's kind of a perfect storm. Um, so I guess a result, uh, as a result of the early mornings, like I'd be up at two something uh, in, 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 in the morning. Um, and, you know, it's not like I can go to bed at 4 p.m. or whatever. You know, I've still, <laughs> you know, I've got kids, a life to lead, etc. So um, I, I, I guess it's, yeah, as a result of that, um, it's not 
it's not really super sustainable. When you did leave um, KJ, they obviously were so super supportive of you because you're now working for Kyle. So what were they like when you were like, I have to, this is it, I'm done, I've got to leave? Well, they were, um, I mean, they were both really bummed because we had a a really good thing going. Like we were in a really Mm. good routine. Um, They trusted uh, my judgment when it came to uh, uh, pitching in segments and, and I guess, you know, crafting the show together for the next day or whatever and taking it to them and being like, hey, what do you reckon about this? Um, we, we just had a good thing going and, um, uh, and, and I kind of... I felt a bit shit too because I felt that I was uh, breaking up the band. In, in, in Well, I mean, look, no, that, that, that's not right because it's not like, oh, me leaving would, would, would in any way affect Kyle and Jack. But it was just more that, that, that chemistry that we had. But... Meanwhile, uh, uh, the, the senior producer um, that, that was working with me at the time, Sonia Jashin, we had kind of worked together so closely that it mm. was just seamless. Like, the day that I left, she stepped in and, and the show never missed a beat. And it can kind of be a bit humbling where you're like, oh, you know, oh, I, hope the show, I hope the show is shit without me. Um, but... but you know, you've got to be very real with yourself and realise that on the Kyle and Jackie O show, uh, everyone is uh, replaceable except for Kyle and Jackie O. <laughs> you know, that's, 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 that's essentially it. And those guys had success long before I came along and they'll have success long after I'm gone. Very dramatic, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I feel like they speak to such a younger audience that... It's like, you know, they're kind of speaking to a whole new generation now of Kyle and Jackie O lovers. So, because I began listening to them, and you would have as well when we were kids, you know, you and I are the same age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the interesting thing is, right, that say if you were, um, you know, because they've been together for 21 years, say if you were uh, an 18 or 20 year old that first started listening to Kyle and Mm. Jack, you're now uh, approaching your 40s or in your 40s Mm. with kids. still listening to the show so uh, I guess it's the the reason that probably they're getting more listeners is because it's now just got a wider appeal where yes they're Mm. still very much a pop culture oriented station which by default gets younger listeners but you've still got people in their 40s even 50s that are really passionate about the show absolutely kind of coming back to your point before about when we were talking about your mental health and and you know um, I know this is a really tough thing to talk about, but like myself, you've struggled in real recent years with your mental health and, and if I can say you went into treatment for it. Yeah. What got you to that point where you were like, I just need some help? Well, since um, since I was about 21, I, I've been sort of like uh, in and out of um, like psychiatric hospitals and rehab places more times than I can remember. Like if I had to pick a number, it would probably be anywhere between 15 to 20 times. Um, and, and, and that's for, you know, a, 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 a variety of length of, of, of time. So, you know, some days it's uh, a day, others it's like three months you know so that's that's just um i i guess constantly uh plagued me uh you know for for for, for quite a large uh, portion of my life but look it's one of those things where uh you know I, I i i look at it the same way that you'd look at um if you had i don't know a knee that always popped out or if you 
had, uh, I don't know, a really bad hay fever or whatever. Like, I, I guess mm. I just look at it very kind of medically where I'm like, uh, all right, well, I've got to keep on top of it, you know, trust the process in terms of like being on the right medication, having the right, you know, psychiatrist and psychologist and, 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 and support team uh, uh, around me. Uh, and and as, as a result, I think, uh, you know, I've been keeping uh, on top of it. Yeah. That's so good to hear because I know how tough it can be and it can be for you. But are you, now that you don't have to do those hours, are you finding it's easier to, to feel better most of the time? Um, yeah, it's a, it's, it's, it's a good question. Um, uh, you know, even in the past, even in the past couple of years, like since leaving breakfast, like it has it has been a bit of a shit show truth be told like you know no, oh no it's fine you know no no if anything i just kind of feel bad because um you know uh my my wife's left to kind of pick up the pieces you know like whilst you know i just go missing and all of a sudden pop up in a hospital you know like life still has to uh, still has to go ahead in, in, in our household, you know, there's still uh, kids and, and everything like that. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's easy to feel very, very selfish um, uh, when, when, when you have a mental illness. And, and, and that's been the thing that I've uh, really struggled with because, because you do kind of, because, you know, when I see someone else with mental illness, like straight away, the stigma does kick in where I'm like, hmm, you know, what are they, they, what are they weak? They don't know how to take care of themselves or, or what are they so self-centred that they don't see what kind of a burden they are on, on other people around them? Like, it is so, it is so uh, uh, weird uh, how we do have these preconceived notions um, around, around mental illness. Um, yeah, it's odd. I don't know if it's being a guy which, you know, makes me uh, uh, less empathetic or, or, or whatever, but, yeah, I don't know. In fact, it's one of those things. That's so interesting that you look at other people that way, yet you're dealing with it yourself. I hope you don't say those things to yourself because that would break my heart if that's what you're saying, that you're weak or you're, you know, um, just because you have these things. Yeah. This is just a chemical imbalance. Yeah, but like, you know, it, 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 um, I'll tell you a story. So this was about a, a year and a bit ago. I was, I was in a psychiatric hospital and it turns out this might have been like my first of eight weeks that I was there, right? And I was just, like, watching TV and there was a, a, a patient that came up to me, this lady, and she must have been, like, mid-30s and she was visibly pregnant. And, um, uh, you know, we were just talking and I was like, oh, um, and so, you know, like, why, uh, why are you here? And she was like, well, you know, um, the father of this child I found out that he cheated on me and I don't want to give him the satisfaction of having a child and so I'm I'm going to to kill this baby and I was like oh Jesus I was like, I was like oh fuck wow you know and so she kind of just goes um and so she goes oh and why are you here have you have you been to these places before is this your first time and I go oh this is probably my 15th or something time and she goes oh you're fucked up dude and I was like I was like me, me? oh okay yeah yeah cool I'm the fuck up <laughs> but meanwhile you know 
like it has it has happened to me when you where you are in a psychiatric ward and you look at everyone else and you're like look at these people they're so they're so they're degenerates they're fucking mental and then you realize hang on wouldn't i be the most mental person if i'm in denial about how mental i am you know so whatever when i have mental episodes like um i guess you could call them episodes i get really in my head and really paranoid and i think that everybody hates me everyone's out to get me um and i just become so emotional all the time and i feel like it's what i guess is the stigma surrounding this mental health stuff is that people just don't understand it it's like you don't understand i mean no one really understands what that woman was going through poor thing but also we don't understand what's going on in your head and people don't understand what's going on in my head and i guess sometimes i'll go to say something or and i'll do something and it'll all happen and like like vomit out of my mouth before i can even stop it and i think it's it's so important to have these conversations to help others to to appreciate that they're probably if they're going through the same thing that that actually is kind of normal if you've got a mental illness or if you're suffering you know like that yeah I, I i agree um and 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 i don't know what your take is on this i'd be curious to know but mm. like i i think that it's so difficult um uh like if you're the government or if you're the support services like it must be so hard to come up with a kind of campaign or an approach mm. to address it because you know as, as someone that's that's gone through it and I'm sure will continue to go through it something like an are you okay day I'm like fuck that's so tone deaf like 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 that's not you know like like that's 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 all wrong that's not how it is but then I think okay if you know if if I was running this kind of a thing how would I approach it and I'm like I don't have the answer either like I don't don't know what the answer is but all, all that I know is that fuck as you say, sometimes you're so in your head that the last thing that you want to do is to talk to anyone about it. You don't want to pick up the phone and call some number where, you know, someone's been trained to talk to you or whatever it is. Like, like, like. Uh, but, so, but, I, but I don't know what the answer is, you know? That's, that's, that's the thing. I think that, you know, while in essence I think it's a really wonderful a wonderful tool to bring awareness I think it still doesn't give you these honest conversations like you would never go out on the project and sit there and say well I was in a psychiatric hospital 15 times and this is what happened and I was you know and I was feeling hopeless or I was feeling worthless or I just didn't know what to do or I was screaming or I was you know and I think that you're right like how do you explain that I mean last week I was so hysterical I was screaming at my computer and I ran into my bathroom and I slammed the door and I was shaking and rocking back and forth and I was just trying to get the world to stop is that is that is that anxiety or what what is it when I'm feeling too overwhelmed or I'm feeling like I don't have everything under control yeah um, not only do I vape a lot, sorry, mum. Not only do I vape a lot, but, <laughs> but I, um, I, I go into this spiral of everybody hates me, and right, and, right, right. and everything sucks. And then, and then what happens is, so it must be anxiety. I think it must be general anxiety disorder. Mm. And then you, it's the most intense feeling of hopelessness and 
lacking and I'm not worthy and nobody will love me if I have these things. But at the same time, on the flip side, I can't control that behaviour where I fly off the handle and scream. Lucky no one was here because I was screaming at my computer at something someone had said and then I ran into the bathroom shaking. Like... No, no, no. I know what you're saying. And listen, sorry if this is a personal question, but do you do you, do you take any medication? Or anything I like do. That? You do. So I'm on. Yeah. I'm yeah. I'm on Lexapro, which is a very common one that everybody has. No, I love talking about this. I think it's really yeah. important that but, we talk about but, these but, things because, like the you know, I was saying before. Oh, well, what what advice would I give? Whatever. And I've mm. never really been able to um to figure it out. But the one thing that I would say is is uh, that there should be absolutely no stigma around taking medication. Like, yeah. for fuck's sake, just, just take, take it. it. Just take, take it. Don't even... Just take it. Like, don't, don't um and ah about, oh, there might be weight gain or whatever it is. Shut the fuck up and just take just it. Just take it. It. It, it. it helps. Like, it yeah. really does. And even if that particular one doesn't help. Like when it comes to antidepressants, there's literally like 40 or 50 different ones. Mm. So, mm. For, so for fuck's sake... Try try them all before you you know get too. Till okay. you give up. Yeah, till you give up. You know, up. and the worst thing, and you would know this when you're on a new medication, is that your poor brain just starts freaking out for a week. And I get worse anxiety in that week beforehand, before it settles back down. And then I'm like, oh, it just takes the edge off. And yeah. if anybody's thinking about it, going on it, like I completely, I, I'm a massive advocate for it. And I know that's just our personal opinion, but it's worked for us, hasn't it? So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 worked for us. And um, you know, once again, I don't know if it's a male thing, but but it's you know, like I, I think there is some stigma around, you know, like. Uh, a bloke, you know, taking his, his his antidepressant or you know whatever it is, yeah. like, you know, and and they really shouldn't be because. Um, How would you like yeah. to see that changed in the world? Ah, it's it's so difficult. I I, I mean I yeah I. I have no fucking idea. I mean, maybe mental health education has to begin at a super young age. Mm. Like I completely agree school. with you because. Yeah. Because and, and and I don't know what your your upbringing was like, but you know I also grew up with 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 a mum who who was like you know quite heavily medicated and 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 everything like that. And but I was aware of it at a young age, and I was like mm. I was I was mortified about it. Like I was so embarrassed that mum would take medication, that mum would see a psychiatrist. Like mm. you know I, I didn't want to invite people over because you know I've uh, I've got a very like. Out, I've got very out there French parents that are very open about everything, like, you know, being swingers, being nudists, being, you know, whatever it is. So I was just, like, so embarrassed about mm. it. But I, but I kind of think back now and I'm like, oh, I guess it's, you know, it's kind of cool that, that, that mum owned her shit, you know? That is incredible. Your parents yeah. were swingers. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Laura, how many times have you seen my mum naked? Every time we go up there, yeah, I can't can't even think of a number. It's just, <laughs> I love how Laura's chiming in. That's and like funny. big big French bush, right? Like no <laughs> no effort to kind of. Oh, was this was this the floods? Oh, this is so funny. Um, our our house in Brisbane, like a few years ago, um, like a flood just like went through it, right? And um, and. What happened is mum and dad, like the flood happened so quickly and they're on the river. And so they, they, they were able to like 
salvage some things, including the photo albums, but, but still the photo albums got a bit wet. And so, you know, the beautiful thing was there were all these people that just volunteered, that just turned up to the house and were like, how can we help? What can we do? Um, and mum and dad were like, oh, well, can you, can you help dry the photos from this photo album? And in this photo album were the most horrendous and hardcore and and graphic photos artistic oh yeah real artistic just just you know with your legs spread in the bush out and and stuff like that but huh yeah in a park yeah so it was like naked photos of my mum in a park right posing and first up i'm like what park? Like, you can't, you can't just turn up to a park and do a nude photo shoot, right? Like, that's... Oh, my God. You can go to jail for that. You can end up on, on, on a sex offender register for doing that. Um, and so, yeah, mum and dad were just like, you know, like some of the volunteers, because they, they'd they look at me and they'd be like, oh, there's a photo. And I'm like, oh, just dry it. Like, just... just I, I, I don't know what to tell you, okay? Yeah, yes, it's her. Yes, I, you know. We actually, we didn't have nudity in our photo album, but mum used to have this um, photo album on her coffee table and, and people would be like, oh, can I have a look? And mum would be like, sure, sure, sure. And inside it would be like photos of us with like, like sneezing or like <laughs> <laughs> like your eyes closed and like like you know oh my god it was like people in like the worst 80s gear like it's obviously very tame compared to yours but yeah but irrespective like you had to go get your photos developed you know and 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 you know that kind of embarrassing yes. look that you'd get from the person where you're like uh yes we're picking up Hang the uh, photos for boucher <laughs> you didn't have to go pick them up did you like myself personally yeah, no, but no, i mean I, you know i'd be i'd be with mum and dad when they're like yes uh, our nude photos please yeah like Oh my god, this is actually the best story I think I've ever heard I need to meet your parents They're so, they're so (laughs) over the top And then there was another photo album where there were like 50 photos of mum's nose Pre and post um, nose job, you know And and once again Just as a reminder Yeah, just as a reminder And once again, you know, all these volunteers were like Does she want to keep all these photos? And I'm like, I don't know, I suppose so Like so now I know where you get your hilarious sense of humour from. Oh, yeah, well, I don't know about that, but yeah, jeez. Oh, I'm so sorry. Can I interrupt? I'm sorry, everybody. I've just realised. Yeah. Now I know why you always take your shirt off. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, but, I mean, if there is one thing about growing up with nudists, and, 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 and I really do believe in this point, it's, it's, it's nudity is just demonised in Western culture, right? No, that's and, and, true. and it does yeah, seem yeah, yeah. so silly that straight away this association is made between nudity and like sexual perversion or, or something yeah. like that. Like it is yeah. possible to be naked without mm. it being about sex or whatever. Um, mm. So yeah, that that, that part I I, 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 I I agree with my parents. Like everything else <laughs> uh, is just yeah, I'm not really that. Because if it, if you go if you have never seen Bruno's Instagram, but I'm sure everybody has. If you have not seen Bruno's Instagram, you do need to go on and see his very 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 hairy no, chest. Yeah, it's just a mess. I've known you for so long, and this is the reason. Yeah, I think I think it's because I get a kick out of people that are like oh. <laughs> 
of course you do. Meanwhile, it's just you know. Meanwhile, for me, it's just really nothing. Nothing. Like, just, uh, <laughs> anyway, so uh, <laughs> let's talk about the List King. That's what everyone's here for. They're here to talk oh, about the yeah, List King. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh yeah, the List King the army. List King yeah, army. Watch out. <laughs> here they are. So, so you did start off as a bit of a joke. So, and now it's like a whole thing. Like it's you've been on TV for it. You're in the Daily Mail every five minutes. News.com.au. Well, you know, I'll tell you whose fault it is. Oh, yeah. It's Ben Fordham's fault. <laughs> so, so I just came out with this uh, one list about chocolate bars, right? Yeah. And he was filling in on the Today Show at the time, and he was like, um, "Hey, like, come on and argue with us about this list." And so I was like, "Oh, okay." And this was before I was the, you know, before I come king. up with the list king tag, um, and um, yeah, I was arguing, and it was like a, it was a good. It was a good segment and uh, it got some pick up on Daily Mail and News.com and all of that. And, and before I knew it, it's like, you know, the list life chose me. I didn't choose it. Like, you know, b- before I know it, I'm doing like ice creams and pff, all these random categories and arguing with, 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 with strangers about who knows what the fuck, you know? Um, and, and, you know, I did a list not too long ago about Sydney suburbs and, 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 and uh, once again, one thing leads to another and I've got these guys from Bankstown that are like, if you ever set foot in here, we'll, we'll, we'll smash your head in. And I'm like, meanwhile, I'm just like, I'm like, hmm, that's, uh, that's good engagement yes, on that post. Yes, such I'm good like, engagement. I'm like, ideally the uh, threat of violence, you know, I'm not, not that down with yeah, it. Yeah, but, but engagement, um, mate. Good numbers. When we're content creators, you're like, this is great content. Is this going to be engaging? Are people going to click? That's all we care yeah. about, to be honest. Yeah, 100%. And everyone that comments like, why is this? Why is this a thing? Who cares about his opinions? It's like... You do. Keep on... Come on. Feed, 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 feed. I think yeah. there was only one... I always message you when I disagree. Or, I, yeah. or when you're about to say oh, this is coming out, and I'd be like, I think I'm sure it must have been the ice cream one. I'm like, gay time better, golden gay time better be at the top of that or something. Oh, I smashed yeah. gay time. <laughs> oh, the yeah, be- yeah. Only the best ice cream ever invented. Um, oh, <laughs> side note, you don't know this about yeah. me. My grandfather used to be the technical director of Streets Ice Cream, so we used to get all of those incredible What does it mean being the technical director, like of the freezers and stuff? He used to literally, it was like quality control. So we'd get all the new flavours, all the, um, we'd, our fridge. And funnily enough, my grandfather on mum's side as well worked for Sunny Boy. Do you remember Sunburst? Yeah, of course. Yeah, so it was like really in my genes. So when you Oh my put God, that, how did you not end up being fat? <laughs> like that's, that's just a recipe for disaster. I do love ice cream. I can't not. Like it's such a so huge, good, so. I know. So when you were going to put out, your list I was like we're not going to be friends if he doesn't get this right if he doesn't get this right I'm obviously ice cream royalties like I've got to say yeah I'm 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 not I'm not a huge fan of the gay time but the one (laughs) which I think people like show too much reverence towards is the bubble o bill Uh, like where do you stand on that because that's really a piece of shit ice cream (laughs) like I'll tell you the biggest issue with it right and it's got you know uh, a bubble gum nose right in the middle in the middle how do you get to it so you'll eat that you'll you know you eat an ice cream like head down right like from the from the top to the mm-hmm. bottom so you're working your way down and all of a sudden you've got this piece of bubble gum which you remove so straight away it becomes a two-hand operation <laughs> where you're having to hold this 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 awkward fucking rank piece of bubble gum <laughs> whilst eating your ice cream you know and 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 
you, even if you have it at the end, it's not it's not good bubble gum. No, it's uh, been it's been frozen uh, for it's a while. The worst. It's no, but the whole thing's a terrible ice cream, and I'm sick of people that are like, um, "Hey, you better you better show respect to Bubble O Bill," and I'm like, Sh- "Show respect for what? He's a charlatan. This is this is a crazy ice cream. It's just ill conceived." I don't actually remember the last time I even had a Bubble O Bill. I reckon exactly. I was a kid. I reckon it was when we were kids because I. But I'm pretty sure, yes, it was two hand operation because I'm pretty sure I took the bubble gum off first. What a that's fuss! What I mean. that's, 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 that's what I mean. Like, if you wanted an ice cream, you'd get an ice cream. If you wanted bubble gum, you'd go get bubble gum. You don't need this hybrid thing of like, ah, oh, I, I can only pick one. You know. It's so like, wait, how do you eat a Magnum? Because I have a very specific way to eat a Magnum. Oh really? Once again, from 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 top to bottom. What you just eat the whole thing, like just bites. Yeah, yeah, like like like, yeah, bites. Yeah, why why is that? Because how you how you meant to eat? Well, I take off all the chocolate. Ah, fuck! (laughs) Not one of those people. So so you see, and but you're like one of the bubble o bill people. No, I'm not. You can't put me in that class. No, no, I'll tell you why. So was it your grandfather that was the technical director? He was. Okay, so. So, so, so your grandfather, right, he would have been in like these big boardroom and strategy meetings where he's like, okay, what makes the, the, the Magnum so great is the combination in every bite of, of, of this um, crispy chocolate and then this delicious ice cream flavour, okay? You know, it's the combination of the two which is so delicious. Now, you're spitting in his face by being like, oh, no, no, forget about this combination. I'm too good for it. I'm just going to start off with just chocolate. And then just plain ice cream. Like the reason that you're getting the Magnum in the first place is because the two of them just dance in sync so well. Like that's 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 just craziness. I can't believe I'm the one ending up in in, in fucking uh, mental institutions, and yet you're the one eating this this Magnum so bizarrely. Like that should be straight to the psychiatric ward for you for doing that. That's that's mental. And uh, we'll just leave it there. <laughs> but wouldn't the whole thing uh, end up like structurally kind of falling no. apart without that no. outer chocolate I holding mean, it together? Okay. Because like that's the framework for the magnet. Sometimes when you bite into the chocolate, it sometimes falls a little bit, like it cracks and it falls. But that's kind of the fun. You like grab it, and you're like, "Oh, I grabbed it. This is. It's not all over." That doesn't me. sound fun at all. That doesn't. That sounds horrific. That doesn't sound fun for for one second. I, I don't know where the fun comes into it. That's not fun. Let me guess. You, you, you're probably one of those people that doesn't like the Magnum Ego. Oh, no, that's my favourite. What are you talking about? How good is that's it, the double so ego? good. Take that so back. Good. Of course I so love that. Good. Just because I eat it weird, it doesn't mean that I don't love that one. Because I've never understood people that just eat, like, the run-of-the-mill Magnum. I know. I, I'm, I'm like, for me, that's like the, the, the run-of-the-mill Magnum. That's like first base. Yeah. It's like... Okay, all right, you've got the ice cream, you've got the chocolate, but it's like, all right, let's make this interesting. Let's get some almond in there. Let's get some caramel goo in there. Let's, you know, like, come on, what are we doing? What are we doing? We're getting some peppermint. What's the, you know. So then out of those three flavours, are you going then in your List King, uh, <coughs> please put your List King hat on right now for me, <laughs> what your magnums go? So you've got, obviously, your egos at the top, obviously, no-brainer. Yeah, no-brainer. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the ego is just uh, is, is incredible. But apparently now it's the double ego. Oh, yeah, no, 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 you're right. But I can't remember what the difference is. Is it that it goes, I think it must be chocolate, then caramel, then chocolate, then 
ice cream in the middle. I think I, I, I think there's probably two layers of caramel. Yeah. That's oh. why they're calling it the double the double ego. But I never got the memo uh, when it went from the ego to the double ego no, because you can't either. just get it. You can't just get a regular ego anymore. No. So yeah, so well, that must be so the double ego. Obviously, that's not number one. Where does pepper, yeah. peppermint come in? You fuck peppermint <laughs> down the bottom. Hate peppermint. Like, you know what? If I if I want to go have a nice breath, I'll go I'll go brush my teeth. Like, don't do it for me. You know. And then obviously almonds up there. Then that. Yeah, I like mind. almond. Yeah, those 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 shards of almond are just so so delightful. Up against the the backdrop of this nice vanilla ice cream, it just works so well. So is this how you create all your lists? So essentially, I've just got into the inner workings of the list king. This is how well, you create a list. Yeah, because I'll have a lot of people say, "Oh, your lists like there's no thought put behind them," and I'm like, "No, there's too much. There's actually too, too much, much thought." thought put behind them like i will argue each one for days and days like it, it, i think that'd actually be better lists and and people would like them more if i just spent 10 seconds just going yeah and that's the list but no instead like i, I like i obsess about them i get up during the night and i'm like oh, that doesn't surprise oh, me. <laughs> the bubble bill oh, f- fuck that ice cream you know like yeah. So, and there's a lot of lists coming out from, I've seen outlets do it, not naming and shaming, but I have seen other outlets. Yeah. Mm. Um, and so how does that, like, and this is a general, genuine question, sorry. How does that yeah. make you feel when you see that? Because I know you've reshared it a couple of times and been like, hello. Yeah, like I'll, I'll fight with them and I'll, I'll pretend that like I invented lists. So I'll like, <laughs> so, so, so I'll like. You know, if it's a BuzzFeed article, I'll, I'll find who the writer is and I'll start to argue with them and I'll tell them, like, who gave you the authority to do this list? It's trash. Where's the effort? Where's the, where's the passion? Where's the love? And look, obviously, you know, I'm just being a provocative carny. But yeah. there is a part of me that's like, I know for a fact that they wouldn't have put as much effort and, and passion into it as I did, no. you know, like I, like I just know that if we were both on a debate stage, mm. I could just bury them with, with, and whether or not they agree with my choices, that's irrespective, but it's more the fact that, 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 that I can justify my stance yeah. and I can tell totally. you all these things like you know you, you like i've been doing lists for like years now and you can bring up a list from from years and years ago and i'll, I'll still have the same amount of passion mm. the same opinion that i had about them because they're crafted with 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 love and, and hatred yes of course and yeah was, is there one in particular that you literally got a lot of hate for yeah probably the one that i did on nrl teams um and and i know nothing about nrl there's there's the truth so um, I, I just asked my mate, Bo Ryan, I was like, listen, I want to do one on NRL teams, but I know nothing about it. So he just put the list together and he educated me on, on, on why he had done what he had done. And I was like, all right, I'll put that out there. And, and I think the reason, well, the reason that I got a lot of hate is twofold. One of them is because pretty much all NRL fans are bogans, right? So, sorry, had to be said. Uh, and second reason, because I found it difficult to really justify the choices. Like, mm. like, like I was going, you know, every time I'd argue with people, I'd be going through, you know, the Bo's, what, yeah. what, what Bo Ryan had coached me to say. But I, I, I think that people could tell that they'd sort of 
you know, picked up on the fact that I was being that I was being a phony. Yeah, you know? and that was and they that could was smell your fear. They could smell your fear. One hundred percent. Yeah, they could smell my fear. Well, next fear. time yeah. now you know, you know, just blame it all on Bo, which I'm pretty sure you did. Oh, that's a rhyme. I'm pretty sure you did. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you wrote this was with Bo Ryan, right? Um, uh, no, for the, for the footy one, because I didn't want him to get into trouble with his friends and all that, we've never, we've never publicly revealed that he was involved with that, but we did do one on like NBA players or some shit. Or That's something. right. Pass the list. Oh my God, you and I, we just have this real way of going on tangents. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> hope everyone's still tuning in. Um, so what about your plans moving forward? Obviously, you've got your beautiful children and your gorgeous wife and you're focusing on that and you've also got the list stuff. What's And, and you are still on KJ a little bit. Um, yeah, what's yeah, kind yeah. of going going on next? Well, I mean, what what keeps me busy as is my, is my day job is... is um, uh, you know, I'm the managing director of Kyle's private company, and, I, and I, I'm his manager. Um, and and with with what with what I do with 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 Kyle and his private company is that it's got its um, it's it's got its fingers in in in, in many pies. So by that I mean um, we've invested in a lot of startups. We've invested wow. um, in, 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 in weird things that you would never associate with Kyle, like um, uh, uh, financial technologies and, and all this kind of stuff. So I, I'm always just really busy um, with, uh, with, with that kind mm. of stuff. And, you know, I sort of like I, I, I love just how varied uh, my day can be. Like, mm. you know, I'll have a I'll, I'll have a meeting about uh, TV shows and then I'll have a meeting with bankers about wow. investment and, 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 and all that kind of stuff. So that, that keeps me uh, pretty hungry uh, doing, all that, uh, doing all that stuff, yeah. And so with up until now um, in your life, have you had any regrets? Oh, like littered with them, and and uh, like no. yeah, like like I'm envious of people that I meet that are like, well, you know, if I could, uh, I'd, I'd, I'd do it all again if I could, and mistakes and all. I'm like, no, God, like they're, like there there are literally thousands of things that I would do differently yeah. if I could do it again. Wow, um, really? Yeah, that I mean, do, me. do, do do you not feel that way that you? I always not? look at those times as okay, I did it or I behaved in a certain way or whatever, and I just go, well, I wouldn't be where I am today without it. Yes, yeah, no, it, it's 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 a very good way of, of mm. looking at it, and it makes sense. But you know, I guess in the back of my mind, I'm still like, no, oh, you know, I was, I was, I was rude to this person, or I I didn't, you, you, you know, like there's just so many. Uh, 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 things that I've guilt about. God, but, don't um, do that. Uh, don't have guilt. Don't be that person. <laughs> yeah, like you're gonna get off this phone call nah. and then you're gonna go to bed tonight and you're gonna be like, what did I say? What did I say? Nah. <laughs> it's like gonna go over and over and ticking, you know, over and over and yeah, over. Yeah, yeah. Um, and my final question, because um, yeah. you have a family to get to, is what oh, advice yeah. do you have for your younger self, knowing what you know now? Hmm. Good question. Um. What about this? What about, um, see, my biggest fear was that I would always like end up starving without a job or a house or, or something like that. And I think a refreshing thing to know is that there's really no such thing as the end of the road, like ever, Yeah. you know, and, and, and had I, had, had I known that 
I would have enjoyed, I reckon, most of my 20s, you know, instead of, instead of walking around stressed and worried. And, and because the reality is, uh, if you work hard and you're a good person, there's always mm. opportunities. There's always stuff of that course. you can do. You'll never, you'll, you'll, you'll never be in a situation where there's nothing happening and mm. no prospects and you know there's 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 always stuff and 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 um yeah i would have i would have loved to have enjoyed um those formative mm. years a lot yeah. more uh, because because you know now i'm old and decrepit and and disgusting but i think back at like even you know like high school and uni and stuff and i'm like man i i you know like i look back so mm. fondly at those days i was so carefree um and uh fuck i wish i enjoyed like i i, I just wish i, I mm. could have enjoyed myself well, that is actually yeah. some phenomenal advice. Just literally, all you're trying to say is is just try and enjoy the moment, really. Yeah. yeah. Well, I yeah, have yeah. enjoyed this moment yeah. so immensely. Oh, it's been so good. I know, I know. It's made, it's made me realise, like, that I miss our chats too. I know, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we should all go. This is like one of those, this is like the, the end of a text message chain and you're like, you know, we really should get yeah. up. And then like, let's, let's go out to dinner with Laura. Like, I want to see the kids. And then yeah, it's like yeah, six yeah. months later and we're like, remember when we said that? No, but I really do. I absolutely miss our chats. No, no, we, I've, had a, I've had a blast. You and I, like, we've just always just been like kindred spirits, I feel. I think you're right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much for being on oh, my podcast. I had a blast. Thanks for inviting me to, to jump on. Of course. All right. We'll talk soon. Bye. Bye. Well, that was such a good chat. On next week's episode, I chat to radio royalty Michael Whipper Whipfley. We chatted about The Celebrity Apprentice, his good friend and inspiration for the show, Cooper Rice Braiding, his bromance with Hamish Blake, and how fatherhood has changed him. I seriously am still pinching myself that it even happened and I cannot wait for you to hear it. And if you like this chat, you can rate, follow and review and follow me on Instagram at AnitaAnnabelle underscore and at the Good Chat Pod. Make sure you tune in every Wednesday for another episode of The Good Chat with Anita Annabelle. I can't wait to see you then. Bye. This episode contains references to mental health and a personal experience in a psychiatric ward. If you or someone you know needs help, contact Lifeline on 131114.